Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everybody and welcome to uh, the latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And it's quite a special one today. Um, in one respect, it's the end of an era. Uh, we're in the old Hall Street offices here. Uh, Sam Carroll, Adam Jones and uh, Tony Scott and myself, Dave Prentice. And for the final time, we're actually leaving uh, the Echo offices, only going over the road, St. Paul's Square, but you know, the Echo is relocating. We're also hoping that could be quite symbolic and it could be the end of another era in derby matches because Everton's record over the last eight <laughs> years has been absolutely abysmal. Um, I thought I was hard done to as a kid when I was growing up in the 70s and Everton went seven years without a derby win and you know the Andy King goal was celebrated like nothing you've ever seen. But you know nowadays Everton have actually surpassed that eight years now, 16 matches. It's the longest mm. spell in Mersey derby history. I feel for you youngsters over the other side of the table there. <laughs> I mean, uh, how do you feel going into this game, given the fact that Liverpool do have a significant distraction? Um, is, is it something that Everton can use to their advantage? I don't think we can, Dave. We've yeah. been here before plenty of times, haven't we? 2012, Cup semi-final, Liverpool had Brad Jones in goal, Jay yeah. Sparing made wholesale we, we changes. We had Maggie Gay on the left. Exactly. <laughs> and we, yeah. We've been here plenty of times before. Yeah. With Arguably better teams than Liverpool at the time, yeah. And it just hasn't happened. And I, I've always gone along as that it's a mental block between the players and the fans. Yeah. I think it's a combination of both. What needs to change? I do not know. Probably if you're probably best supporter to ask for that would probably be Manchester City. Yeah. What what happened for them to change this whole philosophy of being petrified of yeah. your rivals? Now look at them, what they're going to do. So I think. I don't know what it needs to, to change, but obviously a mental block between the fans and the players because it can't come up forever. It, it needs big characters because uh, Everton invited us up to Finch Farm yesterday to talk to Cenk Tosin ahead of the game. Great fella, really good character, mm. plenty of uh, banter, and he's talking about uh, Duncan Ferguson and the impact he's had. So I remember Duncan obviously being a big figure in Merseyside derbies in the 90s and looked back at the record that he enjoyed and I knew it was decent, but... Do you remember that in the 90s, Everton went four years without losing a derby? They went nine consecutive derbies. Joe Royal. Uh, Duncan was significant in quite a few of them because the psychological barrier was on the other side of Stanley Park. Yeah. They were terrified of him, basically. Mm -hmm. And they used to like spend you know half-time team talks discussing how they were going to handle him. So big characters are needed. I mean, are there sufficiently big characters at Everton at the moment to grab a derby by the uh, scuff of the neck? <laughs> The silence says as, as much as uh, yeah. as much as anything that I could say there, but I'm not. I'm, I don't know. Like I, I get what you're saying that we we've, we've went into derbies with better teams mm. and still lost. We've went into derbies with loads worse teams and beat them. Mm. Like a, a derby's a derby for me. Like any, anything can happen. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to say that we're definitely going to get beat. Yeah. Like the the odds are against us. They are. They are in good, great form. Whoever they put out on the pitch, yeah. like whether it's a <coughs> weakened team or not, they are gonna they are gonna have very good footballers out there, and we will have to perform well if we're gonna win. But Sam, arg sorry, do you, arguably if they play Ings and Solanke, 
you're not going to be petrified of them. Right? Why why aren't Everton looking at this and going, hang on, they're playing a weekend team. He scored in his last derby. That was his last goal. That was his last goal for Liverpool. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad to see it, wasn't it? If you're looking at this from an outside looking in, Everton's 11, if they make them changes that we're expecting, Everton have got to fancy themselves to break this huge, haven't they? As, as Adam said then, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure with it being a derby any team that gets put out is kind of going to be helpful either way I just think that they've got the ultimate kind of motivation haven't they to look back on that performance last weekend you know they've got to they've got to beat that by 10 20 times that kind of performance I think tomorrow to, to get something out of it and you know validating the players aren't looking at themselves and, and using that and, and the support they're going to have from, uh, from the fans tomorrow was a really big boost then you know you're not going to get a performance out of them for the rest of the season and I think you know, a win tomorrow could really turn around a, a lot of things in terms of you know the fans thinking and, and the and the confidence going into the last few games. Do you, you know looking at this from just a perspective from a fans' perspective? Do you think what's happened this season? The league campaign's been an embarrassment, in my opinion. European campaign, a disgrace. So, if there's anything that these players could put one kind of one bit of pride back between these supporters. Surely just go out and perform for 19 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's been pointed out that there's not been one big standout result struck performance yet this season. And there's always one. Mm-hmm. So even in seasons where Everton have been utterly miserable, there's always been like one standout performance yeah. that you can at least, you know, cling to during the long summer months mm-hmm. and say, oh, well, that wasn't too bad. I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, maybe Watford, you know, beating Watford in those, you know, dramatic <laughs> circumstances, which again, you know, says yeah. it all. <laughs> so the top six, you know, all right, a draw at Man City looks magnificent now, but, yeah. you know, second match of the season, you know, you have you know, no idea what's going to you know, sort of pan out mm-hmm. between now and then. So could this be the game? Uh, they'll never have a better chance. You know, I made the argument myself this morning that you know it's got to be now that you know so that mindset changes because Liverpool have got so many issues. They've got. I mean, the last time Everton, or one of the last times Everton won a derby, you know, the, the Lee Carsley game, similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that Rafa Benitez made significant changes. I think Salif Diaw played that afternoon. Chris Kirkland in goal. But at the time, Everton were yeah. right up there, wasn't he? Everton were chasing fourth at the time. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was, again, an argument I used about the, uh, the 1970s when Everton had the, the last comparable run of seven years without a win. But Liverpool were outstanding then. You know, they were uh, three times champions. They were twice European Cup winners. They were one of the best sides in the country. They might be heading back towards those kind of levels now, but they haven't been for the last eight years. Mm. Uh, the, you know, they won one League Cup in that, in that time span, and yet still Everton haven't been able to beat them, which suggests there is something psychological at work there. And so it's just got to be absolute hell for leather. Get amongst them. I mean, to have nobody even booked against Man City was shameful. Yeah. I'm not suggesting you should go around booting Davis Silva all over the place, but you know, at least press them and at least try and you know, sort of win possession back, at least try and make it look like you're... You know, got some kind of intensity about you. That's got to happen from the word go tomorrow. I always remember Joe Royal's great quote about um, uh, the opening of a derby match when uh, Graham Stewart and John Edwell tackled the crisp packet because it blew across the pitch. <laughs> it's got to be that kind of mentality. Yeah. If it moves, tackle it. Um, you know, Liverpool don't want to be in a dogfight. Yeah. They don't want to scrap. They don't want to fight. They've got a massive game on Tuesday. They don't want injuries. They don't want anything untoward. So give it to them. You know, so give them a really intense experience and make them uncomfortable. It's a derby match. You know, the stakes are very, very high. They've got to do that. And that's got to come, you know, from the, the management and the coaching team. Sammy Lee obviously knows all about a Merseyside yeah. derby, you know, from the other side of the divide. And you would hope that he will get that mindset into them and, you know, sort of get instilling the fact that, you know, it's got to be an absolute fight from start to finish. 
Lunchtime kickoff worries me, you know, because yeah. they always seem to be a bit anaesthetised, those kind of games. And, Being know, on television worries me. Lost no. our last seven. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but no, it's, it's got to be a mindset from the word go. It, it's got to be, you know, an absolute, you know, psychological change. And Duncan Ferguson, again, you know, sort of on the coaching staff, is the perfect man to try and instil that. So there's enough people there that know what is required. They've just got to get that into the players' heads. Sam, if Everton are to win this, who are you looking towards to get them the three points, player-wise? I think it's got to be the, the three of Tosin, Balassi and Walcott. I think all three of them will, will probably yeah. start again. I think Balassi's got a big point to prove in that against Brighton and Stoke. You know, he, he had those two moments, didn't he, where he gets the ball in you know, and creates a goal. But I think And, and against City as well, when he, when he scores the goal. But his, his general play and all-round play, I think, is really up and down, isn't it, throughout, throughout the 90 minutes. And I don't think he's hit that. You know, I think he said to himself that he is still... Slowly integrating, but I think got to get back to that old school. Kind of get the ball out to the wingers. You've got a, a lad in there who, as you've seen against Stoke, is willing to throw his head in where the boots are and and, and go in where they hurt. And you know, as Dave's saying, you know, put pressure on the box, put balls in, get you know, get toes and battling against whoever plays in defence for them. Because obviously, Virgil, an outstanding defender. But then you look at Carius and Lovren. You know, even defensively, you look at the wing backs. The, 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 the stuff they that you can that you can genuinely exploit. So I think it's got to be it's got to be front foot from Everton, hasn't it? I don't think we're gonna get anything out this game if we go down the City route and the Chelsea route of of sitting Seven in and, and, and trying to nick yeah. something. I think get the ball out wide, get the ball into the box, and, and let's see what happens. I think. Uh, and, and the only other thing will probably be about getting some energy into the midfield. Like Tom Davis has got to start that game, hasn't yeah. he? One million percent, yeah. But he should have started against City, and I think that was evident. You know, in the last half an hour, you know, all right, you can just say that City, you know, put the flip flops on by that stage because they had the game won. But no, he did add a little bit of drive and a little bit of energy to Everton's midfield. Um, if they're going to play that, you know, setup, Schneidlin and Rooney cannot play together. They haven't got the legs to do it. Uh, it's just a guy we don't know about his fitness yet, but you know he could be a huge influence yeah, provided definitely. that he's available. You know mm-hmm. he if he's fit, you know so he has to play. And yeah, I agree with you. I think Tom Davis has to be in there as well. Whether that then means uh, you know Rooney doesn't start, well you know big okay, decisions well, for big uh, games. I think the system's got to be right if you if you go in, if you go in front foot like. We all, we all looked at that lineup against Man City and we thought that we were going to try and go on the front foot and try and get at them a bit. You know, we had essentially yeah. two strikers on the pitch, two wingers, but you've got to get that system right. And it proved against Man City that we didn't have that system right. Yeah. We've got to try and pack out the midfield as well if we're going to, if we're going to try and get something out of this. Like, let's hope that Gay's fit because he's he's a major asset to mm-hmm. us. Like, yeah. we, we haven't got a player like him who will intercept balls, yeah. who get make those crunching tackles. Like... We need Davis alongside him because he's he's got that Derby passion. Yeah. You know that scouser and Everton mm. fan throughout his life. You know, he he he's got everything that we need. And I think Wayne Rooney would be the same. I'd, yeah. I'd definitely start Rooney as well. I think that the first ten or fifteen minutes worry me. As in, if Liverpool just see a lot of the ball and get an early goal, I fear the atmosphere would just turn nasty and horrible. And you've seen what's happened in previous campaigns, even even this season. Arsenal away, even last week, Manchester City, as soon as that first second goal went in, the fans will walk. And I just fear them 10 minutes because if it was to the opposite scale where if Everton get an early goal, I think the crowd will get right behind them and they could smell blood because if it's a Liverpool weekend team, yeah. they could be go on, do you know, have a go, get that second goal. Yeah, so yeah. I feel that the first 10 or 15 minutes are absolutely crucial in how this match is going to go. 
Mm. Thank you for entirely. Yeah, it's, again, it's down to mindset though. It's got to be you know mm. sort of in there from the start, and everything got to be you know so sort of positive and proactive. So many times in the past where Everton have had you know the and apparently the upper hand in derbies going yeah. into derbies and haven't showed that. We don't know, you know, what the psychology is going to be with this one because we don't know what the starting lineups are likely to yeah. be. Could be quite interesting tomorrow morning. Actually, waiting for those team sheets to drop, you know, yeah, so yeah. To actually see, you know, so who plays on both sides. One of the most intriguing for a while, and that makes it a little bit more unpredictable, you know. So we don't yeah. know. I hate that form book goes out the window in derbies. It doesn't. The team that's playing best normally wins, and yeah. it's usually Liverpool. Uh, but you know, tomorrow it's unpredictable. We don't know because we don't know which kind of you know team is going to start yeah. in the game. I think it's maybe interesting what you were saying there. Like there, there have been times that we've gone into derbies thinking that we are the better team. You know, yeah. we we might be playing the better football. And I think maybe in those derbies we like maybe had some sort of point to prove. We were like, all yeah. right, we'll break it down with some good football. Yeah. We're definitely not going to be trying that tomorrow. Yeah, no. Like it's it's all about passion and fight and desire yeah. for us tomorrow. And if they, if like as as you're saying, Tony, if they don't if they don't show that in the first ten minutes, then what was it all for? Exactly, like yeah. what was the week of preparation for? Yeah. As you're saying there, I think you know even when you do your your Everpool teams at the yeah. start of the season and stuff, you know, growing up, it's always been you know pretty much even, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, maybe six five Everton some years, yeah. six five Liverpool. This year, it's just Pickford. The team will be Liverpool players, and yeah. I think what it comes down to yeah. what, what Adam's saying is that there should be. Pickford and then ten other Evertonians out there tomorrow saying I'm going to prove yeah. that I should be in the seventh team. Yeah. I'm going to prove that I, I'm good enough to play for this club because week on week, ten ten lads haven't this season. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's been very very few performers that you could say have, have, have done anything this season. You know, I'd, I'd probably only say looking outfield, maybe Gay, and I think maybe Tosin and, and Walcott have done well. So there's, there's so much to prove and. The, the very first thing that you've got to do is, is show a bit of fight and a bit of passion, isn't it? Do, do you think there's uh, something to be said for the you know the scouse heartbeat, if you like, uh, at Everton Football Club? Because you're looking at you know, players that might be involved tomorrow, and Everton have got a significant number of scousers. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you've got Bainesy, you've got Tom Davis, you've got Wayne Rooney, of course. You know, who's all about it. You look across the park, and uh, you know, <coughs> Liverpool. You know, since Carragher and Gerrard have gone, you know they've lost uh-huh. that. Yeah. You know, there's no one that really knows. You know what this match is about. But Trent won't play, will he? Is, is that possibly? But is that too simplistic? You know, does being a scout make a difference in a game like this? I think it used to. I think it used yeah. to back in the day. Whereas in the way the football's plays in this day and age. I just think it means one jot if Everton yeah. has 11 foreigners on the pitch. If you've got the best team, you'll usually win the game. I Just I, just a point that I'd like to raise is, um, obviously it's been well documented this week, is atmosphere. And we've seen what Liverpool did this, this week yeah. in regards to Manchester City. Now, a lot of Everton fans have sniggered at the, well, we're not like that, we wouldn't clap a bus here, we're not like that. Do you think it's about time Everton fans need to have a look closer to home in regards to what they need to do to get behind their team. I know it's a two-way street, it's a, it's a combined effort, the players have got to react to the fans, fans have got to react to the players. Do you think Everton fans now have got to change this mentality, going, do you know what, this team needs us now, we're going through a really bad time, just for one game, get behind these players? I, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's chick, be, yeah. Chick, yeah, it's chicken and egg, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what comes first? Does the performance inspire the crowd, or does yeah. the crowd you know, inspire the supporters first? I was at Anfield on Wednesday night, and um, there is no doubt that you know their crowd, you know, plants a psychological seed of doubt into the opposition. Absolutely no shadow of a doubt. And you know, whilst that absolute, you know, appalling, you know, stuff before the yeah. game with the other team bus, 
and you know rightly decried. But that definitely you know, affected Manchester mm. City mentally. They claim it didn't, but you know I'm convinced oh. it did. And then you get into the stadium, and you know the noise around the place. You know, so definitely, a makes you know the, the home team you know think they can achieve improbable things mm. and puts a spring in their step. But equally, it plans to see the doubt in the opposition, yep. yeah. and that's got to happen at Goodison. It has happened in the past. Yep. It just doesn't happen often enough. And uh, you know the last time I can really remember it absolutely bouncing was probably Chelsea in the FA Cup quarter final. That was sensational that day. Great atmosphere, and you know Chelsea were a great side that you know that afternoon. But you know I wouldn't say they were intimidated, but they were certainly affected by the atmosphere, and the Everton players were lifted. That can happen. You know it can be a significant factor. I read read a good piece online by an Evertonian yesterday. You know basically making that Mm. argument, saying that we shouldn't be smirking and laughing and saying you know cop out behaviour. We should be actually saying, well, hang on, this can make a difference. You know, so if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, let's embrace that. And to be fair, Everton have done that. You know, a lot in derby matches, and they need to do it again tomorrow. Ignore the fact it's an early kickoff. You know, ignore the fact that it might be a weak in Liverpool team. Ignore the fact it's been an absolutely appalling season so far. Just get behind them for one afternoon and try and create an atmosphere that. Gets into the referee's head, mm. gets into the opposition's head, and gets into the home team's head, and just you know make something happen because supporters can make it happen. I think that I think that's what like plays into what you were saying mm. about the first 10-15 minutes of the match. Like let's say, let's say Goodison's full ten minutes before kickoff, and the fans are just starting to create this really big atmosphere, yeah. just singing for the whole ten minutes yeah. before the game. Surely that'll get the Everton players up for it. Then we when we've got more chance of seeing that big ten minutes. Which then gets the crowd up for it more, and then sure, yeah. Like, is it as simple as Seamus Coleman going right through the back of Winyans and, and then the crowd are up, and then it can generate it from there? Is it as simple as that? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I look but, at the dogs but, of war when obviously when the atmosphere is like that, and as yeah. you touched on before, Dave, with the Chris Packer, all it takes is a tackle to go right through the back of one of their star players. The crowd are up for it straight away, and then the players get a lift, yeah, and then Liverpool. Plays all of a sudden just come into the shell. It doesn't have to be anything I mean? as cynical as that, yeah. but you know, so certainly, you know, a robust 50 50 and somebody showing absolute commitment, you know, it does rouse the crowd. We've seen that happen many times in the past. Especially at Anfield, because remember Jamie Carragher saying um, a couple of weeks ago when he was speaking about the derby, he said the first thing we'd do, I think he made it a point, is when Pienaar had the ball in Anfield, I remember, I remember put Stephen Pienaar yeah. right in the stands, won the ball, followed through, yeah. Anfield were on the feet, next minute Pienaar didn't get a kick all yeah. game. So yeah. it's, it's a two way effect as well, it puts the player in. Out yeah. and it gets the crowds on your side. It's a moment, isn't it? You know, like mm-hmm. as Dave saying, it could be. You know, sometimes whatever have been good that where you press them, you harry them, and they pass it out for a throw in or lose the ball, and, and that yeah. gets everyone going. You know, but you, you do have to have that moment, and maybe like the one I just remember is Phil Neville on Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. Yeah. when he done it, he blew for the foul, didn't he? Yeah, and Neville, and and I think like what talking about atmosphere. There was there was those times where. When, that, when Neville done that tackle, you just knew we were going to get back into the game. I think yeah. Ferguson 2005, that atmosphere, you yeah. knew we were going to win. Yeah. Uh, four years ago today, Arsenal 3-0 at Goodison, mm-hmm. that atmosphere, you just knew we were going to win. And I yeah. think that's what you say, is yeah. that, that has just been, there hasn't been one game this season at Goodison where the crowd's been up for it and you've looked at the players and just went, you know what? Nothing to worry about. We'll win this. No, you remember yeah. that Duncan Ferguson, two thousand and five. Everyone talks about you know the Arteta free kick that Duncan Ferguson had. Her. But immediately prior to that, Ferguson had done some mad. You know, prep. Duncan didn't press. We all know that. Mm, yeah. But on that occasion, he did. He just chased around like a lunatic, harrying defenders who were trying to give the ball to each other. And I can't remember. Some was it Ferdinand? Somebody put the ball into touch. Yeah. And uh, you know, Everton won back possession and won the free kick from that. 
And yeah, that did generate a roar and it absolutely you know, resulted in a goal. You're right, because what he did do, he put Tim Howard, yeah. the ball coming across, and he did, Tim Howard grabbed the ball and Ferguson yeah. just went right through him. Yeah. Ref obviously gave him a foul, but got the crowd going. And yeah. said, Marcus Bent was chasing down defenders. Yeah. And just showing that willingness, and isn't that sad that mm-hmm. we're just asking players just to try that extra bit more? Yeah. Is that just a separate thing from what we've seen this season, or we're just asking for it in the derby? It's intensity, you know, so, you know, so much of modern football is about intensity because, you know, they're all good players and the, the the levels now are so tight you know so it, it matches so you know it's how much intensity you can bring you know that will allow the quality players to then flourish so you know Everton have to have that intensity from the word go as I said earlier Liverpool won't fancy it they won't want to be involved in a dogfight no, or a yeah. scrap so we're going to give it to them so looking at the teams are we agreeing that the back four picks itself I think all the team picks itself if guys fit, if, guy, if guys fit, the, whole, the whole team picks itself. Davis Rooney, then Balassi, Tosin, Walcott. Would you play? Would, do you think enough fancy Calvert Lewin? Instead of the thing is, he's he's won't, he won't play as a striker though. Will he? He'll put him in midfield. I want to say because he's a well armfield. Got the penalty. He's got a bit more now. Tosin's the informed striker though, isn't he? I made a point like a couple of weeks ago. I spoke to a, a mate of mine. He's, he's a Fenerbahce fan. He watched a lot of Turkish football, and he was saying when you sign Tosin, I said, "What's he like? What, what's he playing like?" He said, "If he doesn't score, you won't notice he's playing. He's like a Van Nistelrooy type of striker." He said, "Unless he scores, he'll try and he'll have a goal." He said, "But he's not one that it'll play for Man City or Man United or whether he'll link up play link up with number 10 he's not that centre forward like Mo Salah at Crystal Palace yeah. I'll, I'll take that all day <laughs> I'll take that all day <laughs> just scoring and exactly. doing but if, like last week when he's coming up against a decent centre half which yeah. he will do in Van Dijk yeah. when he's coming up against an half decent centre back he's not going to see much of the ball so if he's getting a chance yeah. it's waiting round is he going to bring anything else into the play where Calvert-Lewin He'll, he'll have a go more and he's got a bit more nouse if you know what I'm saying I, he won that penalty I, I, I do get yeah but I think we've got to be looking at our striker as our goal scoring threat mm. and if one if we get a chance 12 <laughs> yards out yeah. who are you backing to score Tosin yeah. or Calvert-Lewin oh, I totally I, agree I, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be on Tosin all day every day but yeah. look, one thing that can't happen is Calvert-Lewin playing in not even a oh. number 10 role because that was <laughs> that was just ridiculous that, that, that wasn't a role that was, that was not I was looking at him. You could feel sorry for him, because right? he must have thought, well, "What am I meant to be playing?" Know what, he didn't know what I'm playing up front. I'm playing number ten. I'm helping me midfield out. And not what left was Rooney and Schneider just getting run ragged. Probably against the, arguably the best midfield in the in the league. So if he's playing Guy Davis Rooney, would you be happy? And then yeah, Balassi Walcott. Yeah, Balassi yeah. normally turns on against Liverpool, doesn't he? So That's it. Open, so yeah, and then <laughs> up front. So if that team picks itself. I wouldn't have any arguments with that at all. Yeah, no one suggests Ashley Williams for a recall. A pre-record, I said I was looking at Everton's um, yeah. draw at Anfield. Yeah. It had Martina in there. Yeah. It had John Joe Kenny. It had Williams. It had Schneiderlin. Yeah. And you, somehow you got a point. Yeah. So, as I know, Adam made the case for Nicola Vlasic coming back. Yeah, I, w- I would like to see Vlasic come back. Back where? <laughs> on the bench? No, on the wing. Oh, Instead of him. For who? For Balassi. Oh, behave yourself now. <laughs> Has Why? he shown anything? What's he shown, Blassett? <laughs> I just want to see him. <laughs> that's that's just the youngster sticking up for the youngsters. Blassett was one of our better players at the, at the at under Koeman, I think. No, I like him. He's bright, but I don't think he's ready to be thrown into a game like this. And Balassi, I like a lot. I think he's got the strength, he's got pace, and he makes things happen You know, yeah. in a very unorthodox way. Uh, but you know he creates goals and he, as we saw at the weekend he's capable of pinging one in from 20 yards yeah. so now people speaking of on off of well, that's yes to start <laughs> yeah. any shout yeah. for him on the ass no 
<laughs> I think he's the type of player to come on if you're two or three nil up. But yeah. there yeah. no, is there any chance of this boiling over? Michael Oliver in charge. I like Michael Oliver a lot. Yeah. Um, he's one of the better referees out there. You know, he does give himself a bit of thinking time. He doesn't, you know, sort of react, you know, spontaneously. Um, he'd made the odd mistake in the past, mm. but you know, he has taken charge of a derby before, and it was uneventful, which is great. That's all you can say for a, you know, for a, a referee. Um, so, no, I mean, hopefully it won't boil over. It was funny, actually, talking to Tosin yesterday, and he's uh, played in the Istanbul derby that ended eight against nine. <laughs> yeah. five, five, five men sent off. So, you know, he is well aware yeah. of you know, sort of the passions that can run high in derby matches. And I think he was one of the guys cleaned out for him, one of the red cards. Mm. So he knows what they're all about. But, you know, hopefully it, it's got to be passion. As we've said, it's got to be controlled passion. You know, you can't be allowed to get silly. Otherwise, you know, you're on the risk of losing the game. How many times Everton lost derbies because they've been oh, reduced to like, you know, sort of ten men and nine men? All the time. Uh, you know, you've got to try and show that aggression in a very controlled and you know correct manner. So Michael Oliver's the right man to take charge of it for me. You know, so I'm quite pleased you know that he is in charge, and you know, it's all down to Everton's approach then you know, to be as spiky as possible without being stupid. I, I worry about the likes of Rooney and Davis. Yeah. in there because Rooney was taken off at Anfield wasn't he because yeah. he was on a yellow and he got brought off I worry about the fact that we've got local lads that be the crowd will get behind them even more and they yeah. may lose their heads Davis and Rooney I was looking at the odds before and there's just no odds whatsoever to be booted you know what I mean? yeah. but there's a possibility if Moreno and Klein looks like they'll start for Liverpool I just think Balassi and Walcott have got potential to get at them down yeah. their wings and as you just said if Tosin's in the right areas then mm. surely he can notch there surely well that's it like, we've, we've got to we've got to try and fo- focus on their weak points and I think their full backs are going to definitely be their weak points tomorrow I can't see Robertson being risked mm. I can't see Trent, uh, yeah, I can't see Alexander-Arnold being risked Nathaniel Klein that'll be his first Premier League game back yeah. Yeah. after injury we all know what Moreno's like yeah. so if we if we can pin them back like and really get at them. I think that that's got to be our best. That's got to be our best way of looking at it. Mm. Definitely, just ping some early balls into Cheng Tosun. Is there any other way? Do you see any other weak points in Liverpool there, Sam? I think, as Dave said, I think the the team, the, you know, Liverpool's team dropping is almost going to be as interesting as, yeah. as the yeah. Everton team, isn't it? I think we'll we'll know more about their strengths and weaknesses once once all is revealed. And I think it's only for everything that they'll come out and obviously. You know, Jurgen Klopp's press conference later today. Obviously, they'll they'll come out and it'll all be about doing a job. You know, no, not taking their foot off the gas. But human nature, any lad playing that game tomorrow who's also going to feature on Tuesday won't be going in for that tackle. Yeah. Won't be sprinting that extra yard if he feels a bit tight. Or mm-hmm. you know, so there is gonna, we do have that advantage going into yeah. it before. You know, and, and the lads have got to use that as Adam saying. You know, you know, make sure they don't fancy a client going back in for his first game, even if we spend the first. Five ten minutes just completely attacking down his side and, and see if he fancies it. I think you've, you, we've spent too much time this season and, and especially under Allardyce um, playing against the opposition's strengths and kind of making our team set up mm. to counter them. And I think tomorrow, you know, you've got to switch it up and you've got to start playing to our strengths and, and going at other teams and not just trying to kind of counter against them. I think on the, on the flip side of it, though, like they will have players who aren't going to be up for it, you know, because. They want to make sure they're fit for Tuesday, but you're going to have some of the players who are coming in are going to try and make their case yeah. Yeah. to try and play on Tuesday. Like, mm, the, sure, yeah. yeah, you are you are going to have the likes of you know Ings, Solanke, yeah. uh, Moreno. Like they they they're surely going to try and give it their all mm. to to make sure they get on the pitch. 
for the champion for the second leg. Yeah. No interestingly say about Sam Allardyce there looking at it. Do you think there's a part of him that surely to God he's looking at this and going, listen, this is a free hit? And he made some comments last week that didn't sit well with Everton fans. The one that jumped out to me was that anything you get against top six is a bonus, which didn't sit with me and the majority of Everton fans weren't happy with that. Do you think surely he's got he's got to look at this and go, do you know what? Why not have a go? Have a go at Liverpool. If we get beat four or five nil, at least I can hold my hands and say, do you know what? I've had a go. We've had full pelt and we've had a go. I look at the games we've lost against the big teams this season, City last week, obviously you could go right through the cards, Man United, etc. They haven't even Arsenal away when he just sat back and we got beat anyway, 5-1, whatever it was against Arsenal, and he sat back. So why not have a go? And if you get beat, at least get beat having a go. It's not going to sit well with Everton fans if you're just a sitting duck and Liverpool come at us and we get beat. He may as well have a go and change his... Like, he can put himself in the shot window all the time. Because he's, if he gets a decent result against Liverpool, he can go, do you know what? Keep me here for another year. It's hard. I think only Chelsea in the top six is who haven't scored three against us at home. Mm-hmm. You know, so that in itself, you know, you, you shouldn't be United worrying. Didn't, he didn't. They scored, he beat us 3 0, didn't he? I don't know. Man United. Beat us 4 0, did United 4 0? I don't know. Or 3 0. Did they? Seemed like 4 or 5. Felt like 6 0. Still 2 or more, yeah. so. I think what you're saying there was the exact words I was saying last weekend. Saying, you know, it's City, they've won the league, we've got nothing to lose, we'll go into it. And then on the day you get there, and he's playing Calvert-Lewin in a central midfield yeah. role. So I think, I can't personally see us going gun coke tomorrow. It's just, it's not Aldice's style, it never has been, and I don't but think we're it safe. ever will be. can you get it? We're safe, aren't we? I don't totally agree with what you're saying. We're safe, we're not going to go down. We, we, we can't should. get 7 to 8, because Burnley and Leicester, they keep going away from it. I just look at it going... Go and change your outlook on the way you manage your football team. I know, team. but you know, it, it's all about self-preservation, isn't it? And he will be looking at it. I'm, I'm guessing it. I'm trying to get inside his head. You yeah. know, but where he will be thinking, if I get turned over three and four at home, you know, so that is, you know, the last name. You've done it last week. The supporters, you know, aren't going to be having me anymore. Whereas if, you know, I keep it tight, maybe scramble a one nil win, get a free kick, you know, you know, happy days. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I often am. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, he will go into it with a very, very positive mindset and try and get about them. Um, that has hampered Everton so much in the past I'll never forget the Anfield derby where um, Gerard was sent off oh, uh, early doors yeah. Everton had you know, a man advantage and David Moyes basically it's a great we're not going to lose yeah. and just you know, sat tight didn't change it just kept it exactly as it was never went at them and then you know, obviously the own goal from Phil Neville on the stroke at half time changed it all and then Everton went you know, a man down in the second half but he'd lost the opportunity then you think you know, a manager Mourinho at that time I know he's supposed to be king of caution these days mm. but you know at that time he would have made a change instantly oh, yeah. as would like plenty of other managers uh, we didn't and so you know same kind of thing tomorrow you know, so Everton have to be positive thinking whether they will be I don't know because um, even that one you said David Moyes ironically enough the last time we beat Liverpool 2-0 at Goodison it was Moyes and Everton knew they were a better team than Liverpool yeah. at the time the fans knew it Liverpool fans knew it Roy Hodgson was in the dugout and even at 2-0 Everton could have went for the throat even well, more yeah, but we were just happy with 2-0 that's one of the it seems a bit strange to say that it was a disappointment that afternoon what? but to a certain degree it was because you know in my lifetime Everton have never absolutely rubbed Liverpool's noses in it it's mm. the 3-0 game okay when Andy Johnson Andy scored John, the last yeah. minute goal that's the biggest victory I've seen Everton achieve in a derby 
but I've seen that Liverpool annihilate Everton many, many, many times. And Everton had the opportunity that afternoon to rub their noses in it and to, you know, score a third, a fourth, you know, so mm. really, you know, sort of do a number on them. And they didn't again because, you know, David Moyes, great 2 0, let's shut up shop and let's keep up with Goss. And Liverpool were good enough to do anything yeah, about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's got to be a, a fairly, you know, savage. You know, mindset. It's got to be, you know, sort of get out there and get about them and, you know, sort of do not let them rest. Whether it happens, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think the point is, though, going back to Allardyce, I can't I can't see him going gung ho just because the two, the two best results he's had against top six sides this season were probably the 1 1 at Anfield mm. and the 0 0 at home to Chelsea. Yeah. Two games where it was very, very much a defensive yeah. stop them, sit back. Yeah. Try and nick something on the break. If he just that a whole weekend, Liverpool. He's going to revert to type, though, isn't he? Like, it, like it's just it's his comfort zone to be to be playing mm-hmm. in that kind of system. It's probably the be- the way Allardyce gets the best out of his teams playing in in that in that mm-hmm. system. Whether whether we like it or not, that that is the best way that he gets results. So he is gonna he is gonna revert to that, surely. If Everton start like that. I'm just saying that Allardyce will surely revert to what he feels is his most comfortable system. Hmm. I just feel as if that's the way Everton will start the game. I totally get what you're saying. And Liverpool to score early, that'll be it. I think the ground will just stream out. Yeah. I think it'll empty. And you can't go into a game. I look at it as a free hit. He's been brought in for a reason to keep Everton in the Premier League. He's done it. So why not change the outlook and the perspective of what the rest of the footballing world see you at? See you at as a defensive minded manager who selects his games and prioritises his matches from A to B. I'm not getting anything there, but I'll put all my eggs in one basket there. That's what he does. That's why he keeps teams in the league. Now, now's your chance. You've got seven games left. Go out and show a big team that you can have a good go. Mm. Why not have that outlook on a football is, match? This has ultimately been the problem, though, because I think... By the time we played West Brom away over Christmas, we were pretty much safe then in terms of the results yeah. he achieved when he first came in. And that was the first time Evertonians noticed it, where we had that double header at West Brom and Bournemouth throughout the time with the two worst teams in the league. Yeah. And both games went in on Saturday. And, then, and I think, you know, as you're saying, what, what Adam's saying is that the problem most Evertonians are having with Allardyce at the moment is the ideology, isn't it? If this yeah. is what we think Everton should traditionally play like. Mm-hmm. And this is how, as Dave says, he's built a career on self-preservation and, and doing that. So, you know, again, tomorrow, whatever comes with it, I think we all know how, how Everton will set up to yeah. play this game. And it, it probably will, if we are going to win the game, come from a free kick or a, a messy, scrappy, off your man, he has his elbow <laughs> at the Gladys Street end in the last minute. I think, we saw, that. I think we saw the first signs of like what, you, what you're saying, like maybe straight after that Anfield game. Like we, we played defensively pretty well. Got, got a good result at Anfield mm. and then we went to Newcastle and we were like okay right we can't just play like we did at Anfield we've got to take that to the next level yeah. we've got to try and kick on and it just looked like the players were lost between two mindsets then mm. they didn't know how to defend they didn't know particularly how to go forward Yeah, and they were stuck they ended up getting a 1-0 win but I'd, I'd say it was quite quite lucky on that. I mean, when he tried to open up at Tottenham, you know, got absolutely you know taken apart. So you know, obviously, he went completely the opposite way at Arsenal and got taken apart. <laughs> yeah. so, but um, he, he, I, I, I understand when you open up, but he doesn't. It's all well and good. Like last week, he had two centre forwards on the pitch, yeah. but he didn't play with two centre forwards. Yeah, have a go at teams. Yeah, maybe he will. We don't know. We'll we will wait and see. 
But, you know, we always end these anyway by having a quick round the table how we think it's going to go. Oh. We're not going to do predictions. We got one right, actually, Stoke, uh, recently. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's a rarity this season. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, rather than actually try and name a result, because we don't even know what the teams are going to be, just let's just go down the table and what kind of mood do you think we're going to be in on, uh, on Saturday afternoon at about uh, half past two? Sam, are you going to be throwing pints of Stella down your neck or are you going to be uh, <laughs> Well, I'll be sitting regardless. <laughs> I'll be sitting at the desk five yards away, so... Um, you won't you be over the road then? <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. 500 yards. Um, uh, I think I'll be in, a, in an okay mood. I think we'll... Sneak a draw. I think it's yeah. Ro- Rooney. It's Rooney's derby tomorrow. It's the feeling bad all week. Adam, you're going to be celebrating wildly. D- despite myself, I do fancy us. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I, honestly, despite despite everything that's like, I know I know all the evidence points against it, but yeah. I, I do I do fancy us nicking something. It just be it just seems like the way our season's going. Tony, the voice of enthusiasm. <laughs> I feel one team is going to give the other a hiding yeah. and I can't pick which I just feel the 10 minutes 15 minutes in the game it's first goal a winner I yeah. think if Liverpool score first the atmosphere will just be like turning the volume down it'll be gone and that'll be it and yeah. I think Liverpool beats us comprehensively but if Everton to score the first goal the crowds will be on the feet and they'll smell blood because it'll be a weak in Liverpool team and their heads will be thinking about Tuesday Yeah. don't ask me which team is going to give the other a <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I was Verging more towards Sam's way of thinking that, yeah, you're going to feel all right Saturday afternoon because, you know, both teams will probably be happy not to lose and, you know, sort of draw will be, you know, sort of an acceptable result for both of them. I hope it's not the case, you know, so I hope Everson really do give it a go. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm urging towards a draw. So, one thing I will say, by the way, Leighton Baines is 25 to 1 to score the first goal. Really, yeah? yeah. He's going to be on the free kicks because obviously there's no cigarettes and he came yeah. close last week didn't he, against Man yeah. City. Will he be on the penalties though? He's definitely going to be on the penalties. He's not taking no more, is he? Well, so, Tosin? I can see He's a penalty expert, Tosin. Tosin, he missed his last penalty in about 2006. His record is outstanding. Baines will be on them, I'm telling you. 25 to 1, well worth the shot. If Wayne Rooney scored a last minute 30 yards, able to be a celebration (laughs) in the press box. Absolutely not. No, we'll be as uh, sensible and as (laughs) professional as ever. We'll go down and do the press comments, we'll file all our copy, we'll do all our, our <laughs> responsibilities. And then we'll Right, chaps, we'll come back with us next week and we'll uh, discuss the fallout of the 231st, I think it is, Merseyside Derby, yeah. and actually what happens. Speak to you then. Cheers. Chance here for Everton to really seal it. Dominic Calvert-Lewis has done exactly that.